Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Hope everybody's doing good. Good to see you. And uh, excited to do a Wednesday at noon broadcast. This will be something that we're doing every week. And uh, we'll just wait a couple of minutes for people to get on here and share the broadcast. Glory to God. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, Miss Priscilla, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hallelujah. All right. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I didn't see who else came on there. Let's cut this down. Holly Shaver. Hey, Holly. How are you? Good to see you. Whoop, whoop. Hope you are doing good. Have you had a good day? We are uh, having a... Uh, hoping to plan this so that people can get there on their lunch break, which is awesome. And uh, every Wednesday, we're going to start doing this on our uh, at the noon hour, uh, basically from noon to one or wherever the Lord leads it, but basically from noon to one. And um, excited to do that. And that way people can take their lunch. They can get some word in maybe while they're eating their lunch, and they'll just be awesome. So we just praise God. Let's see here. Boop, boop, boop. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Hey, Barrett, good afternoon. Hey, Wilson, good to see you, man. Hope everything's going well. Hello, Miss Holly, good to see you. I always wonder how much of a delay it is between the time you write that and the time I actually see it. So we'll just, we'll give people a few more minutes to pop on here and go ahead and share the broadcast if you want to. Uh, we're gonna talk about something pretty cool today. Are we missing the point? I think uh, we are in a little bit, but uh, let's correct that and watch what the Lord does. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, something that we can improve upon and that has big benefits to our lives when we improve upon it. So glory to God. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Let's see here. All righty. How's your day going? How's everybody's day going so far? Had anything exciting? Has it been challenging? Has it been awesome? What's everything? How's it been going? Just want to welcome everybody that's uh, joining with us. I see somebody else popped on. I don't know who that is yet. Luke says, it's going good, good. Hey, buddy, love you. That's awesome. Of course, some people may be in the middle of work and they might not be able to, uh, they might not be able to type, but anyway, we just welcome you. Oh, that's awesome. Holly says, great. That's so good, so good. So we'll just uh, have a couple more minutes and Lord, we just thank you for this day. We praise you, we worship you, we welcome you into this place. Lord, let your word come alive to us today. Let your word come alive inside of us. Father, let your word be planted as seed and fertile soil. Thank you, Father, for it. Glory to God. Ah, yeah, we just praise you, Father. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for pouring out, Lord. Thank you for bringing fruit about in our lives, fruit that remains. Father, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. Glory to God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Priscilla, my boss let me type. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. 
Amen. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you. Thank you, Lord, for bringing your word alive to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for bringing your word alive to us. We just praise you. Thank you for bringing that alive word so that, Father, we're just, we just praise you and worship you so that that word will produce fruit. It'll bring just, just fruit in the life in the vine will come to the branches where we're grafted in. Lord, we just want that life and life overflowing to be your light so that you might be glorified. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Priscilla says, today is awesome and productive. Excited to receive this word today. Amen. I'm glad. I'm excited for you to receive it too. So, amen. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and jump in and get started. And then uh, if you have any questions, just keep those. Uh, if you have any. Hey, Miss Kelly, good to see you. Pastor Daryl, good to see you. Welcome. Uh, Miss Jade, good to see you. Happy lunch hour. <laughs> I uh, hope that this will be a blessing to your lunch hour. What we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to be doing every Wednesday at noon. Uh, I'll be coming on and just spending some time here. And up uh, uh, oh, there's my baby. Hello. Good to see you. Love you. And uh, hola, Jade, there. Uh, Mr. Corey. Kelly Mathis says, what's up? Good to see you. So uh, anyway, we're going to be having every Wednesday at noon, uh, we're going to be having uh, this lunch hour and uh, just giving people some word that they can have along with their sandwich the sandwich if they want to, and uh, just grow and uh, just relate, just kind of communicate back and forth a little bit here too. And uh, so we're excited to do that. We're looking forward to what the Lord brings out of it. Another thing, that, two things that you can be looking for soon, uh, we're going to have a new website coming out soon uh, that will be just uh, getting the word out, um, getting different content out. We're going to have some videos. We're going to have, po uh, the second thing is we're going to have a new podcast. We're going to be doing two podcasts podcast every single week uh, where people can just listen on their way to work or the way home or uh, wherever they would like to listen to that. Uh, so we're going to be putting out some content really just wanting to serve you. So you can be looking forward to those things uh, so that that content will be there uh, just to serve you. We want to give you more uh, than we can, than we're even receiving. We want to give out. We want to keep in a, a heart of giving, giving, giving things that will bless you, bless your life, take you to increase. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So you can be looking for that uh, content coming out. Uh, the podcast will probably start in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the website hopefully will be up around that period of time as well. And uh, these things will be hosted there. It'll be just a place where people can connect and um, just basically go for some resources for life and uh, grow and see uh, things go higher. So uh, one of the things, Corey, I was thinking about you, since we had the kickstart meeting, uh, we have already seen over $100,000 in increase in people's lives since that meeting. So I bet you've been seeing some stuff too. I know you just got off of vacation. Hallelujah. And uh, I want to... Um, I'd love to hear anything the Lord's been doing. And if it if it hasn't manifested yet, I know it's right around the corner. So Luke wants to know if it's lunchtime and why he's not eating yet. <laughs> he, he, buddy, you can have a sandwich if you want to. <laughs> 
He is so funny. Um, so anyway, we just praise God for you, and uh, let's go ahead and jump in. You know, the title today is, Are We Missing the Point? Are We Missing the Point? And so one of the things that I want to see is I was looking at... Um, I was looking at uh, this for quite some time. It's a situation in the church that I've seen, and uh, we have definitely tried to uh, fix what I'm talking about, uh, but I won't say that we've done it the best that we could do all the time. It's something that we're still working to get better at and um, constantly improve in that area. But uh, the Lord asked me this question this week, he said, uh, let's imagine that you have a Ferrari or a Lamborghini there. It's, you know, you know, bright red, beautiful car. Uh, you know, under the hood is this great big massive engine. It's full of power. And, um, you know, let's say that, I mean, it really revs up high. Like it just, I mean, when it revs up, you can hear the power that's in that thing. And it's so awesome to hear that power. But, uh, let's say that, the transmission never transferred the power from the engine to the wheels. So there was never any transmission or transfer of power, and it never got to the wheels. In other words, the, the car looked beautiful, sounded great, but it set still, and it never actually produced any forward motion, any movement, or any speed. What good is that car? You know, what good is it? I mean, it, it's a, just a big paperweight. You know, who cares that it sounds good? Who cares that it looks good if it won't drive and drive fast and produce some torque off the line? What good is that car? It really has no function. And just right, right to the point, one of the things that I've looked at is in many church services, uh, and, and we have a strategy for changing this uh, and keeping this where it needs to be, uh, but I can't say that we've always had a strategy, and I can't say that we've always done it. But I want you to see this. Um, let's go to Mark uh, chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. And go to verse 15. So Mark 16, 15. So this is the Great Commission. And in Mark 16, 15, it says this. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. And then verse 17 is really where we get to what we're talking about. It says this, uh, thank you, Barrett, for putting that verse up. These signs will accompany those who have believed. Now, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. If they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so one of the things that you see is you see that these signs will follow them that believe, not follow the apostles. You know, it's not that closed of a group. Uh, it won't be following just Jesus. They won't just follow Jesus. They won't follow the apostles. They won't follow just the first century church. It says that these signs will follow those that believe. And matter of fact, by the Lord saying that it's signs, 
we need to understand that God uses these things to show the world that Jesus is alive, that resurrection power has been released into the world, that his grace is out there for people to have. So uh, these signs shall follow them that believe. Well, in other words, what he's saying is every believer should have these signs. And what kind of signs is he talking about? Well, is he talking about, well, they'll just be known by the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is awesome. The fruit of the Spirit is great. But he's saying these signs that will follow are the power of God. Well, if you go over into Matthew 28, you see also where he told them, go into all the world and preach gospel to every creature uh, and make disciples. Go and make disciples. So some of the fruit that God's called us to believe right here, uh, you know, and in Matthew 28, make disciples. So win souls turn those souls into disciples. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll cast out devils. They'll, if anything, if they have any poison, you know, that hits their body, it'll be dissipated like Paul at the end of Acts where the serpent bites him. That serpent was a deadly serpent, but Paul just shakes it off right into the fire, didn't even hurt them. And they're going, wow, who is this guy? You know, uh, but then, then one that says uh, is, that these signs will follow. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So some of the fruit, hey, Ashley, good to see you. And uh, some of the fruit that is sitting out there for a believer is this, is that we're supposed to be walking in power. We're supposed to be winning souls, making disciples, uh, seeing people filled with the Spirit. You know, We're supposed to be leading them to be filled with the Spirit, follow the commandment of God to be filled with the Spirit seeing people healed, seeing them delivered, uh, seeing, uh, following the anointing of Christ in Luke 4.18, you know, bringing deliverance to the captive. We're supposed to have the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, you know, love, joy, peace, you know, all of this fruit of the Spirit. We're supposed to be seeing this fruit, and this is eternal. And so look, let's look real quick at John uh, chapter 16 and verse... Let's see, John 16 and, or excuse me, John 15, 16. I had it backwards. John 15, 16. And Jesus says this, John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. I appointed, Jesus says, I appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. So in other words, we're not just talking about fruit that lasts for a little bit, but fruit that's eternal. Well, God has laid out that eternal fruit. Hey, good afternoon, Johnny and Pastor Robert and Christine. Good to see y'all. Um, so Jesus says this in John fifteen sixteen that we would have fruit that would remain that whatever you ask of my Father in, in my name, he may give it to you. And this I command you, that you love one another. So some of the fruit that he wants us to have is uh, we're winning souls, making disciples, we're helping them get to the power that they will be able to uh, stay discipled and disciplined towards God by giving them the Holy Ghost, uh, be filled with the Spirit. We're leading them to that commandment. So this is another fruit. So win souls, make disciples, be, lead people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, hey, good afternoon, Tiffany. Good to see you. Hey, y'all, go ahead and share the broadcast too. Uh, there's somebody that needs to hear this. 
the other thing they need to do is they need to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Uh, we need to cast out devils. Uh, we need to see the power of God that if something tries to hurt us like, like a poison, that it's defeated. Um, we need to see deliverance to the captives. Freedom to those that are bound, like in Luke 4.18. We need to see the fruit of the Spirit. This is all eternal fruit that we're called to walk in, not one time and not to get one revelation of it, but to constantly walk in this fruit. Uh, fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, right? So these are things, when's the last time, this is where we need to judge ourselves so that we're not judged. Uh, when's the last time you led somebody to the Lord? When's the last time um, you prayed for somebody and they were healed instantly? Um, when's the last time uh, that the devil attacked you and his attack fell to the ground? Uh, when's the last time that you led somebody to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Uh, are you walking in consistent fruit of the Spirit? Or did you just get revelation one time a few years ago, but now I've kind of let it slip? This is... This is fruit that we should be walking in all the time, and we need to ask ourselves, this is not fruit for pastors only. This is not fruit for apostles only. This is fruit for every believer. So here's the question. Are we missing the point? In church, have we gotten to the place where everything revolves around seeing fruit on Sunday morning, but we're not carrying that fruit from Monday to Saturday outside of the doors. Because if you've got a beautiful car, what I said earlier, you've got this beautiful car, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, you know, this, you know, whatever great car you want, it revs up really loud. It looks beautiful. The lines on it, oh, it's awesome. You know, you just like looking at it. You just want to look at it and stare at it, you know, but it never transfers power to the wheels. What good is it? In other words, what good is a church? that's carrying all the power on Sunday morning, but it never transfers power to the individual believer. It never gets the believer to the point where they're winning souls. It never gets the believer, you know, not the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, but it never gets the believer to the point where they're laying hands on the sick. It never gets, in other words, we've got to, as a church, make that transfer of power, and individually, each one of us, must bring in that, uh, we must raise our belief for ourselves. Individually, I must start to believe and desire and by faith pull on, hey, I can be uh, what God's called me to be. I can do greater works than what God has called, uh, than what I've been walking in so far. I can do the greater works like Jesus did. So, you know, um, yeah, uh, Johnny said, a work of art. God's called us to be his masterpiece. God... The world should see his love flowing through us. He should see his masterpiece written, written on us. And uh, so we need to make sure that we are actually having the fruit and not just checking the box by going to church. We need to be moving towards that. Churches ought to be transferring the power to every believer. But I found, this is what I found, 
that many churches are not doing that. It's all about the service. It's all about the show. But then I've seen this too, is I've seen the believer, they really don't want to take responsibility for that either. So you've got the church not wanting to give out the power and the believer not wanting to take in the power. And so now you've got a church that's got no fruit. They they have the form of godliness, but they're denying the power, right? And so the world's like, why would I want to go there? You know, so are we missing the point where we've not actually transferred that power? Now, it, it's interesting because when you look at uh, some scriptures, it's very important for us to look at uh, some different things that God has said in the word about fruit. And uh, he says, he says this, look, you will, you will know them by their fruits in Matthew 7 and uh, verse 16 through 20. Matthew 7, 16 through 20. Let's take a look at that. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 16 through 20. Luke's flowing with me, huh? And uh, amen. Barrett says, I can be called what God's called me to be. I can do the greater works like Jesus did. Amen. Matthew 7, 16. And it says this, you will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. In other words, we're going to be known by our fruit. Hey, Mr. Randy, good to see you. So if we're not producing the fruit of God, then are we being what God's called us to be? And I'm not talking about we produced it one time while well, I went on a mission trip one time and, you know, I, I felt good about myself. No, that mission trip was three years ago. What did you do this week? Did you lead somebody to the Lord this week? Did you lead them to be filled with the Holy Ghost this week? Did you pray over somebody this week and see them recover? Did you cast out the devil this week? Did you walk in that love and forgiveness this morning when that person got on your nerves? Or did you take your own rights, you know? What kind of fruit are we living in? And this is not just meant to be a fruit. This is not just meant to be a fruit that we see on Sunday morning in our churches. In other words, let's say that I can get up there and on Sunday morning I can pray for people. They can be healed and delivered and set free. That doesn't count towards you. That just means that you are at a place that believes in this, praise God, but you can't stop there. We can't stop on Sunday morning. In other words, if I as a pastor am only leaving people to the Lord on Sunday morning, there's a problem with that. I need to be leading people to the Lord all throughout the week, and I seek to do that on a regular basis, and I'm seeking to do it more and more and more and more. If I seek to only get people filled with the Holy Ghost on Sunday morning, then there's a problem with that. If my if the power of God only works on Sunday morning, there's a power with that. So me personally, I have to take personal responsibility, not just for Sunday morning, but I have to take personal responsibility all throughout the week as well. I need to make sure that I am believing God for this fruit to manifest itself in me on a regular basis. And I need to take personal responsibility for that. So as we continue, it says, A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. 
whoa, now we're talking serious. Hold up. If we don't produce fruit, you know, then we're, we're looking at some bad stuff here. In other words, there should be fruit of our belief in Jesus. We should not just rely on the fact that we said a prayer one time and we're going to heaven. There should be some works that accompany our faith. And then look at uh, verse 20. So then you will know them by their fruits. Now, this is talking about fruit from salvation, but at the same time, Jesus said, those that believe will have these signs. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So we got to ask ourselves, if we're not seeing these fruits, do we believe the way that we should believe? Do we actually believe that way? Well, we need to take uh, some responsibility for that. And as a church, as church leadership, we need to make sure, hey, are we transferring this? When you're looking for a church, you're looking for a church that's empowering every believer, not just empowering Sunday morning. You want to look for a church that's empowering every believer to walk in this power of God, to walk in this love of God, to walk in faith and hope. Well, you want to look for a church that's empowering them to walk in a healing anointing. You want to look for a church that's leading people to, to be born again, that they can lead people to the Lord, that they can be filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to look for a church like that. You don't want to look for a church that everything is all what they do on Sunday morning. Uh, you want to look for a church that is transferring the power out of a beautiful engine and vehicle to the tires. You want to see that power, not just in the pastor, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, but the ultimate goal is to transfer that to every believer in that. And if we're not walking in it, not only do you want to look for a church who's got leadership set up like that, but you want to make sure that you are taking personal responsibility to grow in your fruit. You know, and we need to make sure that this is what we're seeing. There's another uh, verse that I want to look at. And uh, let's see here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. So 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Uh, so in other words, one of the things that we need to realize is that the Lord is going to reward us for the fruit that we had. Is it eternal fruit? And, and let me ask you this question. Um, Let's say that you go to church every single Sunday, which you should. You should be planted in a church. Let's say that you go to church every single Sunday. Let's say that um, you go, um, you actually volunteer at the church. Uh, but let's say that that church is not producing fruit. Is that going to be rewarded? Well, Maybe on some level, but not on the level that the Bible tells us about. And we gotta, we gotta see that that's not all the fruit that he calls us to. We need to understand that 
that there's more fruit besides that, and we're responsible to believe God, grow in that fruit, and produce that fruit. And when we produce it, what I want you to see out of this is that God wants to reward us for these things. He wants to reward us for these things. He will actually empower you by his grace to produce more fruit as we believe on him to produce fruit. Now, if we're going to sit back and say, well, I'm just going to check the box and go to church or, or I'm going to watch church from home, but I'm not actually producing, if, if the truth be told, if Jesus comes down and he's looking at our life and he's examining our works, which he says he'll do, he is doing. He is walking through the churches to see who's there, who's doing what. You can see this in Revelation. He is visiting the churches, seeing who's doing what. He's watching. And he says, he comes down. What's he going to say? Is he going to say, you're lining up with the fruit that I told you you could have? Or is he saying, no. And again, that comes down to two parts. One, is the church believing to get that kind of fruit in the lives of every believer, to transfer power to every believer? And two, is the believer individually taking responsibility for it? So one, being a church that believes in transferring the power, but in order to transfer the power, they got to have some first. So one, are they believing, are they having that? fruit? Are they producing fruit? And do they believe in the transferring of the fruit? That's the kind of church you want to be in. Uh, number two, am I taking personal responsibility to produce that fruit? And the kind of fruit that Jesus will look at and say, hey, that's the kind of fruit that I told them they could have. That's the kind of fruit. Hey, they're winning souls. Hey, they're leading people to be uh, filled with the Holy Ghost. They're making disciples. Hey, they're praying for people and they're recovering. They're setting the captive free. Hey, they're teaching people and literally walking in themselves the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. They're walking in this fruit. Um, so uh, are they casting out devils? They're walking in this fruit. This is a regular thing. We are designed to carry the glory of God in such a way, just like when Jesus showed up on that shoreline and his foot hits the sand, the devil came running in that man. The devil in that man came running, bowing at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus said, you'll do these things and greater. In other words, we are designed to carry the glory of God. You can see it in Isaiah 60, uh, where it says, arise, shine, your light has come. He's telling you to rise up and let the glory of God shine through you to, so that you can release that glory into the world and produce fruit. Now, again, you got to have a church that believes in it, a church that's producing that fruit themselves, and they believe in a transfer of power or a transfer of manifesting fruit to every believer. And then two, you've got to have the believer that takes individual responsibility to produce that fruit. Now, when you have that, Jesus walks through the church. He sees that and he says, look, I'm watching. And then he says this uh, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and verse 10. He says, we'll appear before the judgment seat. He said, and I will recompense or for the good deeds, I will reward for those good deeds. I will reward you. In other words, you're going to have eternal rewards based on the fruit that you walk in, but you can't have that fruit if you don't take personal responsibility to grow in that fruit and grow in that power. And you can't, uh, 
grow in that fruit and be rewarded for those good works for eternity if you're not in a place that is walking in it and transferring it. The design of God, if it's set up right, is to have a body of believers that's actually walking in that fruit themselves, and they'll transfer it to that believer, and the believer takes individual responsibility for it and grows and produces that fruit on a regular basis as well. And God wants to put his glory in you Make his glory your glory. That's what you see in Isaiah 60. And then all of a sudden that glory will start to draw that fruit out of you. It'll start to produce healing in people. Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Let's look at one more verse. This is Hebrews chapter 11 and uh, verse 6. One of my favorite ones. uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. And it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. So if I'm hearing about fruit and I know about fruit, but, um, and get your questions ready. If anybody has any questions, get ready to type them out. Um, if, and you can go ahead and type them out. We'll go back to it. So if you got a question, go ahead and type it. Um, if I know about fruit, I know that fruit is out there. I know that I can do greater works, but then I'm not walking in that fruit. Then what I've done is I've taken faith and I've set it to the side. Hey, Evangelist Nathan, good to see you, man. And uh, so if I know that fruit's out there and um, I take that fruit and I set it to the side, am I applying faith that I can grow to higher levels of fruit, higher levels of power, higher levels of manifestation? I'm not. And so I've got to take personal responsibility for that because without faith to draw on the higher levels of God, I'm not pleasing God. And if I'm not pleasing God, uh, then I'm not going to see these rewards. But then he says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. In other words, we must believe that he is the power that he says he is, that he is the love that he says he is, that he wants to manifest in our lives the way that he says he is, that he is the the manifestation of promise that he says that he is. We must believe in him and that he is the goodness that he says, and we must believe that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. The King James says that diligently seek him. So in other words, are we actually applying faith to God? Do we really believe that God is a rewarder if we are not operating in faith, if we're not drawing on him uh, to grow to higher levels? Do we really believe Do we really operate in that? Do we really move in those places? If if we're not doing the things that lead uh, lead us to a reward, do we believe? In other words, you notice that he connects doing the deeds of God and being rewarded with it with faith. And he says it's impossible to please God without faith. In other words, what he's getting at is you should be doing the things that causes God to reward you. And if you're not doing the things that causes God to reward you, are you really operating in faith anyway? This is where we need to really take an honest look at ourselves and judge. Am I, you know, we're talking about the love of God. We're talking about the power of God. We've got a really shiny vehicle uh, called the gospel. We've got a really shiny church on Sunday morning and people are getting healed and delivered. And we're talking about the love. We're talking about the power 
But is it transferring power to the ground, to the wheels? Is this beautiful vehicle that we have, is it transferring power to the ground, to the wheels? Are we transferring power uh, from the engine to the wheels so that you can actually go somewhere and do something? Is there fruit? So the two questions that we ask is, one, are you in a church that believes in the absolute love of God, which transfers to the power of God and the manifestation of God? Do they believe in that? Two, do they believe in transferring that power to the believer? In Mark 16, it doesn't say apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers will have these signs follow them. It says believers will have these signs follow them. And three, as an individual, am I putting faith to believe that? One, as an individual, am I connected to a body of believers that believes that way? And two, am I connected to a body of believers that believes in the power and to uh, transfer that power to every believer? Two, am I taking responsibility to produce fruit? You know, have I? And it's a good question to ask. I don't think enough people are asking this question, but have I actually been seeing the power of God in my life? Have I been leading people to the Lord? Have I been leading them to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Have I been seeing, laying hands on the sick and they're recovering? Have I been casting out devils? Has the glory of God in me been manifesting in my life so that people notice it? You know, in other words, did people feel the glory of God when I walked into a room? That's not just for pastors. Many pastors I know, including myself, for many times, I've not walked in that. I, I'm constantly uh, hungering to walk for more of that, where just the glory is so full, life is so full and overflowing, that people literally feel that and they sense that. This is what healed the people within range of Peter's shadow. You know, are, are we as believers carrying that? Am I really carrying the fruit of the Spirit all day, every day, or did I just have a good go of it last month? You know, um, these are the kind of questions. Are we taking that personal responsibility for? So I see uh, Tiffany wrote something. Is there anybody else? If you've got any question about this, uh, just start typing that before I look at hers and, and answer that. One of the things that's important is because if we will walk in that fruit, God says, I want to reward you. And I don't just want to reward you in heaven with, with, with which I'm going to give you eternal rewards, but I want to reward you now. I want to bless you now. It's not, it's not like God says, well, I'm going to hold back your reward now. No, he overflows you now. How he gets the glory and the fruit into other people's lives around you is he overflows you first and into them. You know, Jesus said, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10.10. 10. But I am come that they might have life, and the Amplified says, to the full till it overflows. This is a picture of how God wants to do it. He wants to pour in through us and overflow that fruit where it's constantly manifesting. It should be a constant flow. So are we missing the point and therefore missing some of the reward and missing the plan of God that he has for us in this earth by not checking our fruit? Are we checking not just the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the manifestation of his love, the manifestation of power, souls saved, people filled with the Holy Ghost, disciples made, uh, 
devils cast out, uh, the lepers healed, the dead raised back to life. You know, if something tries to attack you, it falls dead. Uh, if something else, uh, you know, you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Are we seeing this kind of fruit all the time? Every believer is designed. You are designed to carry it and overflow it. You're designed to carry it and overflow it. And not only that, but when you put faith towards God for these things, God says, I'm pleased with you. And, and when he gets pleased with us, he starts pouring out the blessings because there's a harvest that we can walk in more than just when, but when we got born again. There's a bigger harvest in 2 Corinthians 9. It says, increase the harvest of our righteousness. And so he's saying, look, I want to pour out more. You can increase your harvest of righteousness, but it's dependent upon what you decide to do with what I've given you. He says, I've given you everything in Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Take it, utilize it, grow, apply it, see the fruit, and I'm, I'm going to reward you. Oh, son, daughter, I'm going to pour out my blessings in your life. This is a kind of fire that we are designed to carry. This is an anointing that we're designed to carry. You are designed to carry this. You're designed to produce fruit. You're a soul winner. You are someone that will lead people to be filled and overflow with the Holy Ghost and fire. You're the kind of a person that will become a disciple yourself and lead people to be disciples. You're the kind of person that will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Cast out devils. Raise the dead. That's who you are. God has empowered you to do that. He shared his, his self with you. You are a divine divine partner, a divine partaker of his godly nature. That's who you are. So let's be that. All right. So if you got any questions, uh, uh, just put them up, type them out, and I'll look and see. And then also go ahead and share the broadcast. You, you know a believer that needs to see, hey, this fruit is real and we should be walking in it. So let's see what uh, Tiffany said. She said, that's good. We tend to complicate the simple truth with our own thinking. The simplicity is do I believe in the fullness of the word, all of it, or am I picking the word to apply only what fits? That's exactly right, Tiffany. Uh, so many times, you know, we just want to stay in that comfort zone. And God is saying, look, come out of your comfort zone. I've empowered you to move beyond that. You stay in your comfort zone, you're moving by fear. And I've not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound and disciplined mind. He's not leaving us in that place. Amen. Overflow, I see. All right, so Barrett said this, if one, someone sees that their fruit isn't what it should be, what are some immediate changes uh, that can be made? Uh, that's a great question. So the first thing is to ask that question that I ask about is, uh, are you in a church that believes in the fruit? Uh, and I'm not talking about the fruit of the Spirit. You know, this is a good question. What good is the fruit of the Spirit uh, for the most part, if we don't become soul winners, you know, it, the fruit of the spirit, it can benefit other people, but the majority of the benefits is with us ourselves, and we are to walk in. There's a lot of people that aren't walking in the fruit of the spirit, so you know, definitely start there, but don't end there. And so, are you am, are you walking in a church that believes in the same kind of fruit that Jesus says in Matthew 28, in um, in Mark 16, in the same kind of fruit that he's uh, shows us uh, to believe in? when he talks about in Ephesians 5, 
to be filled. He commands us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. Are we believing in that kind of fruit? In Luke 3, uh, John the Baptist said, he will come and baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Are we believing uh, in the kind of fruit where we can help lead people to the baptism of Holy Ghost and fire? Are we believing in the kind of fruit where we will go and win souls uh, and we'll go and make disciples? Are we believing in the kind of fruit where we pray over somebody and, and they get healed? You notice that the fruit in one of the verses, I think it was in Matthew that I read earlier, Matthew 7, I think, I think there it talked about where it said that you'll ask, you'll ask, and I'll answer your prayer. How many people, this is another good fruit, are your prayers being answered? You know, when I pray, are my prayers answered? Uh, when I walk into the bank, is the glory of God following me? When I walk into Walmart, are people being affected by that? You know, just yesterday I was on the way home. Hey, Laura, uh, I thought I saw Carolyn. Hey, hey, Carolyn, good to see you. Um, I, yesterday I was on the way home. I was driving back from a meeting at the Outer Banks. And uh, as I come in, hey, Miss Rhonda, as I go into this place, I just went in to get a drink. And um, so I walk in. About that time, I hear it from behind me. I went, and this lady came in, and I could hear the demonic force in her voice because after a while, you become tuned into that stuff. And I went, man, I said, there's a demon right there. I turned around. This lady looked crazy. And uh, what had happened was I'm carrying a glory, and that thing rubs demonic forces wrong. Are we carrying the glory of God so that it starts irritating that force? She was like, I want to get out of there. That She was like, I don't know what's wrong. She was She was acting all funny. And the people, the cashiers were like looking at her like this, you know. Are we carrying the glory of God so that the demonic's getting irritated? You know, are we carrying the fire of God and the presence of God? And if you're not in a church that believes in trans, not only walking in that power on Sunday morning, but transferring that power like a transmission on a car, you know, again, I asked the question at the beginning, what good is a beautiful sports car with an engine that sounds awesome if it doesn't have a gearbox or a transmission that transfers that power to the wheels? It won't go anywhere and it won't produce anything. What good is a church that produces that power on Sunday morning, which many of them aren't, if it doesn't actually transfer that power to every believer throughout the week? Is every believer walking in that power? So you you can have a church that doesn't believe in that kind of fruit, and you don't need to go there. You can have a church that believes in that kind of fruit, but they don't really know how or they don't believe in transferring it to the believer. And you can tell by their speech. I mean, a lot of people can say, yeah, we believe in the believer, but they never open up opportunities for that. Like in our life groups, that's the place where the power of God ought to be flowing. I'm, I'm telling people on a regular basis, like, are you believing God to lay hands on somebody this week? and see them uh, healed? Are you are you carrying it? Are you winning souls this week? Are you leading somebody to be filled with the Holy Ghost this week? Are you, are you bringing the power of God and casting out devils? Are you doing this? Because if you're not doing it as a believer, then I'm not raising, raising up that body correctly. So I want to encourage that, believe that. And then the third thing is, are we taking, yeah, are you carrying the glory? Um, the good thing is, are we actually taking the responsibility are we taking the responsibility to have faith in God that I can walk on that level, level whether I'm an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher or not? Am I believing 
that God will empower me to have that kind of fruit. And see, we should because he said, you'll walk in these. He didn't say apostles will walk in this. He said believers, these signs will follow those that believe, not just the fivefold ministry, those that believe. Every Christian ought to be walking in this level of glory and power all the time. And so if we're not seeing that, the first thing we got to ask is, are we going to a church that believes in it? And the second thing we need to ask is, Am I doing the right things to get in the right place so that God can reward me the way he wants to reward me? He's empowered us to be rewarded, and we've got to put faith that he'll give me the power to walk it out, and then he'll reward me for doing that. And God's saying, that's what I want you to do. I want to reward you. In Hebrews eleven six, we went to that verse, and it says, you must believe that he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. He's not socialist. He believes in hard work and he rewards hard work. Now in this time, Mark 10, now in this time and in the time to come. He's a rewarded. Amen. Thank you, Rhonda. God is so good. He is a rewarder. So uh, if Barrett asks, you know, if somebody's not walking in that fruit, how do they start? First thing is get plugged into a church that believes that way. And second thing is take personal responsibility and be really honest with yourself. Am I seeing that fruit? When's the last time I personally led somebody to the Lord, not not saw it on Sunday morning, not participating in a corporate? When did I do it personally? Uh, when did I lead them? Uh, when did I affect somebody in being a better disciple, disciplined after God? When did I pray for somebody and uh, they were healed? When did I pray and my prayers were actually answered? Is this happening on a regular basis? Because it's supposed to be. So take personal responsibility. Now, once you've taken that personal responsibility, uh, you can start raising faith for this by sitting under people that believe that way, uh, getting in the word, spending fellowship time with Jesus. Listen, in him, in Acts uh, 17, I think it's 28, in him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. So our power is going to come from our personal fellowship uh, with Jesus. As we stay in that fellowship uh, with Jesus, all of that power starts to work, and that's where those those fruit that fruit will start to come from. We've got to stay in Him. That means that we are in fellowship in this way. Uh, we have spirit-led worship, spirit-led prayer, and spirit-led word. We've got to stay in those three areas: spirit-led worship word and prayer. And that doesn't mean just at home. That's not only at home on a, on a regular basis, but it's also at our church too. We don't want to go into church where spirit-led worship at home. Then we go to church and we're like, I don't know if I like this kind of music. No, be led by the spirit. We want to carry that spirit-led word, worship, and prayer everywhere we go. And that's the fellowship uh, that we're supposed to have. So that was a great question. Now, one thing, listen, you know somebody that needs to hear this, that they... You know somebody that needs the rewards that God wants to get in their hands. God wants to reward you now in this time and in the time to come. And you know somebody that needs that. Share that broadcast. And I want to tell you, this: we're just starting this week, but I'm going to be here every Wednesday at noon so that we can have 
just a lunchtime where you might be eating on your sandwich, but you can also eat on the Word of God. So every Wednesday at noon, I'm going to do a Facebook Live, and uh, we're going to start doing two podcasts a week, and then we're going to have a website where people can connect. What Nicole and I have purposed ourselves to do is to get you the Word and get you the food and the spiritual nutrition in your life and give you the resources so that you can live your life to the full till it overflows, and we want to play our part in whatever way we need to, and so uh, that's what we're after. Is I think there was another question, or at least a statement. Let's see here. I saw my dad come on. Hey, dad. Tiffany says, Christianity without active faith is lukewarm and comfortable. It becomes mediocrity. You are exactly right, Tiffany. That's awesome. Uh, she said, we have to examine ourselves and letting truth be our mirror. That is so good. So good. Spirit-led worship, word, and prayer. Amen. Glory to God. Well, uh, if there's any other questions, put them up there quickly. And let me just pray for you right now. Lord, I just pray that our eyes of understanding will be enlightened, that we will see so clearly what is your will and what isn't your will. Lord, that we are called to be producers of eternal fruit. This is a command from Jesus. It's a command by the Holy Spirit and it's a command from the Father. We are called to produce eternal fruit and eternal fruit is not necessarily the comfortable place where we've been. But eternal fruit is how you've laid it out in the word, making disciples, making disciples, leading, uh, make, uh, winning souls, making disciples, leading people to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, praying for the sick and seeing them uh, healed and recover, setting the captive free, seeing the supernatural power of God, to be walking in the fruit of the Spirit on a consistent daily basis, not just not just one time or not just having a big bump of it. But Lord, this is the kind of fruit walking in your glory that we should be walking in all the time. Lord, let us see it so clearly. In the name of Jesus, every veil of deception that's held people back from producing the fruit that they are called to produce be removed now in Jesus' name. Every veil of deception in people's lives be reduced removed now so that people can see clearly the responsibility that they have as a believer. But Lord, let them not only see the responsibility, but let them see the heart of your of your heart, the goodness of your heart to empower them to do it and to reward them when they say yes to you. Lord, you are so good. You want to not only reward us, but you empower us to do it. Lord, let them be strengthened with all your might, might to start walking it out, to wake up in the morning and say, where's that person I got to lead to the Lord today? Where's the glory of God going to overflow out of me today? Where's that person that'll get healed today? Where's that person that'll get filled today? Where's that person? And they're so excited and so expectant about it, Lord. Let them bring that fruit in Jesus' name. Glory to God. If that's just you, just say it and type it on there now. Say, I receive it, Lord. I receive your empowerment to produce eternal fruit and I receive your rewards. 
Just say, I receive it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. That's awesome. Amen. Man, I felt the Holy Ghost on that prayer. I hope you did too. So share this. Somebody you know needs to see it. They need to get a hold of it. And we love you. And uh, if anybody has anything else, I'll try to respond uh, to it. Amen. Carolyn, I receive your empowerment. Glory to God. Y'all are walking it out. I just love watching that, watching y'all, how y'all are walking it out. Uh, Ted and Carolyn, it just blesses me. Uh, we are so happy to be connected with you guys in the kingdom of God. Uh, it thrills us, not just on the spiritual level, but on a personal level too. We love y'all so much. Amen, Miss Rhonda. I receive it. I receive it too in Jesus' name. Glory to God. And uh, looking forward, next week I'll be back here at noon again. Amen, Johnny. I receive it. Uh, Next week I'll be back. I'll be, I'm working on some podcasts now. They'll be coming out as soon as we have that set up and I am looking forward to it. Holly, I receive it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, we just praise God for you. We love you. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, see some fruit today. See fruit this afternoon. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I've done this multiple times. I've led somebody to be baptized in the Holy Ghost over the phone. You know, somebody called, they said, I just need to work this out. What you need is the empowerment of God to live a holy life, to live a godly life. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And right there, they've never even been baptized before. We start praying for them. They ask the, Jesus, because he's the one who baptized, fill me with the Holy Ghost. And right there on the phone, all of a sudden, they get filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and now they've received the Holy Ghost flow of living water that empowers them to be their witnesses. And uh, just, you know, you can see fruit in so many different ways. It can be on the sidewalk. It can be on Walmart. It can be over a video. It can be on phone. It, you know, just believe God to show up and produce fruit in your life every day and he'll do it. Amen. Have a great day. Hey, Ted Milton, I see you. Good to see you. And Luke says, bye. I love you, daddy. I love you too, buddy. You have a good one. All right. Bye-bye, guys.